0: I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, send me, Lord, I am yours, Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-life, Pro-Life Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about strategy. We're going to talk about how to be most effective out on the sidewalk at the abortion center to see babies saved and the gospel proclaimed. Stay with us. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Well, welcome to the Gospel Center Pro Life podcast. Appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate you guys tuning in and uh, taking in this content that we so graciously put out there for you guys. <laughs> we do our best to put out content that will bless you, mainly focused on sidewalk ministry, right. uh, although we focus on other subjects as well. But we kind of like to stay in our lane. And mm-hmm. I think we, we know a little bit, at least. A little touch about sidewalk it's only counseling
1: taking us twenty years, right? Yeah, right. So,
0: um, so anyway, we're going to talk just to get right to the point mm-hmm. about team strategy. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that we find with the sidewalk missionaries that we're seeing raised up all over the country, all over the world, is that some of the practical stuff is is being missed, or just they just don't know about these practical things. Stuff mm-hmm. that we've learned over the years that helps out with our sidewalk teams that we've mm-hmm. trained and raised up here in Charlotte. And so just we're going to talk about certain dynamics, certain things to be aware of. We've already shared some of this with our sidewalk missionaries, which is why, because these questions kind of came across our desk, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, so we've answered some of these questions. We've helped some of our sidewalk missionaries through at least laying out a strategy for their teams out on the sidewalks. Mm -hmm. And we thought, hey, let's put this out there in a podcast for some of our other sidewalk missionaries for other individuals who are doing sidewalk ministry that are not necessarily associated with love life or cities for life or anything like that. Right. Um, because we think that some of these practical things that we learned would be a blessing to you guys. Yeah. Some so, of them seem yeah. so
1: basic that we kind of forget, you know, we think we just assume everyone knows them and yeah. maybe they do. A lot of them are just common sense, but they're useful to, yeah. to go through and just delineate what they are.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's easy for us, you know, when you're in a certain field of work, mm-hmm. um, it is easy to, to forget that some of the things yeah. that are just very basic to you that are yeah. like, well, everybody knows this, actually aren't basic to everybody. Right.
1: They've become second nature to us because yeah. we've done yeah. it for so exactly. long. Exactly,
0: yeah. yeah. So we're going to talk about some of these things. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about just some of the different strategies that you guys can employ. Um, again, some of the things to watch out for, some some of the things to, to be aware of when you're uh, when you're trying to organize your teams. God is raising right. up people all across this country to do ministry at sidewalks. Not everybody can be a sidewalk missionary. We talked about that some months ago. Mm -hmm. We did a uh, podcast about sidewalk missionaries, and you guys know if you've been listening for a while that we've merged Cities for Life, merged with Love Life in an effort to raise up sidewalk missionaries all over the country. And part of our role, part of my role primarily, and then you're helping me out with this Mm -hmm. because you're such a wonderful person, (laughs) is in training these sidewalk missionaries and so again we've had some of these questions come across our desk and so we're going to kind of answer these more in a broader sense rather than just right. kind of a one-on-one yeah. sense.
1: Yeah. So the first one is is really kind of the where everybody has to start. Yeah. Your focus. Keep the main thing the main thing. Focus on the mission. Yeah. And so what's our main mission? Well, what would you say? It, I
0: mean our main mission we always say is to bring glory to the name of Jesus. Amen. That's, that's our main goal. Yeah. But under that, mm-hmm. God has called us. We believe to be a gospel-centered presence at the abortion centers. Right. So we are called to reach moms mm-hmm. and to rescue babies from death. Yeah. That's why we're out there at the abortion center. We're not out there to even as tempting as it is to reach out to the pro-aborts that are out there, or the security guards that are there, right. or even the abortion workers all of those people are important to the Lord. All of those people mm-hmm. are loved by God and we believe God can save and God will save all who turn to him. Yeah. However, when Jesus called you to be at the abortion center, he didn't call you there to reach out to pro-abortion people. Yeah. He called you to reach out to the moms and to rescue those babies that are scheduled to die. So keep that as your primary focus. Now, We've seen abortion workers come to the Lord. We did a mm-hmm. podcast with Kevin, who used mm-hmm. to be actually one of the escorts that opposed what we were doing. Right. And God saved him, and now he's volunteering on the sidewalk here in Charlotte. Praise God for that. God can reach those people. We're not saying don't reach out to those people, but they just can't be the main thing.
1: That's right. Once there was a fisherman fishing at the pond right across the street from Latrobe, where we minister, and and I shared the gospel with him, and he came to the Lord. But he's not our focus, and yeah. and so we. it is easy to get distracted and to lose the main focus. And the problem with that, of course, is that then your focus ministry goes unattended while you focus on what you shouldn't be focusing on. So keep the focus. Yes. Well, the main one thing. of
0: the things that can happen and mm-hmm. that does happen that I've seen happen, and I know you have too, is when you let those pro-abortion people be the main focus right. or you let the guy – you know, fishing stuff out of the out of the pond there Good. Um or fishing in the pond. He right? was fishing at okay. the pond, right? Because there's also a guy that comes every, every once in a while and cleans out the little drainage oh, thing yeah, yeah, at the yeah. pond. And he's he's yeah. getting all kinds of basketballs and boots yeah. and <laughs> spare tires, all this stuff out of the pond, and <laughs> right. we've been able to minister to him. Yeah. But the point is that if we let him be the main focus, then we miss the moms going into the abortion center. Yeah. We miss yeah. being able to reach a mom who could potentially – what we're saying to her could potentially save her baby's life and, and right. bring her to
1: the Lord. Exactly. And so in, in keeping the main focus, a lot of the things we're going to talk about actually are, how, well, how do you do that? Are there ways to help you stay focused on your mission, the main one? And the, the one of the biggest ones we found is because sidewalk counselors are some of the greatest people on earth. You want to chat with them. And that often is, Becomes a problem. Yeah. So our second point is avoid chit-chat.
0: Yeah. And that, again, is keeping the the main thing the main thing. Like you mentioned, sidewalk counselors. I mean, some of the the most awesome Christians I've ever met, I've met out there on the sidewalk. Me too. And they love Jesus. You love Jesus. You want to talk. And listen, there's time for that. There are times when we get into some pretty deep discussions and encourage each other, and we need to do that. We need to be intentional about encouraging each other out there on the sidewalk because it's hard work, but we just can't get into chit-chat mode. That's what I call it, chit-chat mode, where we're just chit-chatting, we're just talking about whatever, things that maybe don't pertain to reaching those moms, things that are you know, what we had for breakfast or whatever. Right, right. It's easy or to do. even
1: deep, long discussions. And so I'll, oh, yeah. I'll sometimes, you know, they're great discussions, but I'll have to say we can't do that out here. We can't do a long discussion out here. But you do raise an important point yeah. where, where you're not saying that there aren't times when you should be encouraging each other because there's no doubt this is hard battle that, that you're engaged in. Yeah. on the sidewalk, and you sometimes do need someone to pat you on the back and say, hey, you're doing great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we
1: don't we don't want to lose that. No. But
0: and also you got to think, too, um, the perception of a woman going into the abortion center mm-hmm. or let's say a woman going in and out of the abortion center or just a passerby. Right.
1: right. Like they yeah. know
0: why we're there. Yeah. We're there because babies are dying in there. Right. We believe that babies are dying in there. But if they see us out on the sidewalk just chit-chatting, yeah. looking on our phones or whatever. And listen, I know I've, I've been guilty of it myself. It's easy, especially when there's a law on the day when yeah. nobody's coming into the abortion center and you're maybe waiting for the next wave of appointments or whatever. It's easy just to get distracted with talking or get on your phone yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's it's not a good outward appearance anyway. No. And also you, some things that, that I've seen on the sidewalk when you get into chit-chat mode that I think are very unhelpful and can be a really a bad witness is when you're out there laughing and joking. Now, yeah. I am a jokester. Yeah. I like mm. to I like to make funny jokes and laugh at funny jokes and all of that. Mm. But it, especially when somebody's out there on the sidewalk who's a pro lifer who loves Jesus, loves people, believes yeah. that babies are dying there, and then we let out some loud burst of laughter. Right. That just is not a good look. Yeah. It looks
1: like you're being flippant over a very, very disturbing and and heavy subject, which is a a child is. Yeah. I mean, think about
0: it. You've just appealed to a mother. I'm just kind of laying out the scenario, and this has played out before. I've seen it. You've appealed to a mother with a very heavy appeal that, Mm -hmm. hey, we have help available for you. God loves you. God loves your baby. Please don't go in there and take the life of your baby. And then 10 minutes later, five minutes later, Two minutes mm-hmm. later, you're out yeah. on the sidewalk and some loud outburst of laughter because yeah. somebody said something funny. Yeah. And listen, I'm I'm not trying to be legalistic. I like to laugh. Yeah. But there's an appropriate time. And of course yeah. the Bible speaks about the there's times and seasons for things, right? Right. Right. And uh being out on the sidewalk, chit chatting and then laughing and shooting the breeze about things that, that really are in light of what's going on inside of there, not very weighty matters. Yeah.
1: Is, is something yeah. we need to be careful. Yeah, got it. Got to be careful. Um, uh, at the, we're human, and you don't want to lose your humanity out there. And and there should be a certain amount of joy in the Lord. But yeah, you got to be really careful about what others are observing, and is that adding or detracting from what you're trying to impart to them? Yeah. So, and one of the ways that we have found uh, as about the the most effective way to avoid Chit-chat is to have designated stations. Yeah. Right?
0: Yep. And that is a very, very practical way to keep people separated Mm -hmm. and to keep people from getting in chit-chat mode. When you Mm -hmm. give them a a distinct position, like Mm -hmm. here in Charlotte – we have what we call the driveway position right, and the sidewalk position and the call center position. So just kind of give you guys a, a lay of the land. There's a main driveway where people pull into the it's the busiest abortion clinic in the southeast. And there's a main driveway where people pull in. And the spot at that driveway is a spot where you can hand out literature. You can call out to the moms going in. You can see most of the driveway there. So it's the visibility is really good. And yeah. that is priority spot. Number one mm-hmm. and we give that spot to somebody and we encourage them don't leave this spot the whole mm-hmm. time you're here have literature in your hand engage with the moms that are going into the abortion center try to get them to to stop their car to take your literature right. and so that gives that person it, it helps them really have a focus yeah it helps them take ownership yeah of being out there right yeah. so I'm I was at driveway position today, you know, and I gave out so many pieces of literature. Yeah. And that's just an encouraging place to be when you're handing out literature. Um, and then the sidewalk position is primarily where they're calling out. And, and
1: that's some distance away. It's 10, 15 feet away from right, the driveway yeah. position. So again, it's hard to have a conversation. Yeah. And it's not the a distance. stationary
0: position. It gives them the ability right. to to pace mm-hmm. back and forth down the sidewalk. If mm-hmm. somebody's getting out of their vehicle, then you call out to them. and uh, And then the call center driveway position, there's a call center that's Uh, Right beside the abortion center, there's a driveway for it. Sometimes the abortion patients go in there, so we give out literature at that. And then there are other positions, too, that we have. We have basically five positions. We have two kind of peripheral positions where people will position themselves up the road uh, from the abortion center to get people before they come all the way down. Um, But anyway, it just kind of gives you guys an idea of what you could do.
1: Yeah. And different abortion
0: centers are laid out in different ways. Maybe you don't have a driveway. Maybe people are walking up.
1: So you have and a so, point of engagement, though, and yeah. and they, and there sometimes there there's several points of engagement depending on the facility. Wherever that point of engagement is, you want someone there, yeah, and have a, a designated person in that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, and again, it gives people. The Bible says, "Without vision, the people perish." Right. That word "perish" actually means to cast off restraint.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Without a vision, without kind of like an understanding of like, okay, you're holding this position, right? Yeah. You're in driveway position. Yeah. You're here to hold this position down. and give battle line, isn't it? It's like your commander in chief, ultimately the Lord, has given you a spot and you're going to stay in that spot. You're going to claim that as yours and you're going to hold it down uh, because that's what you're called to do. Right. And so, it, it again, it helps people stay engaged. It helps give people vision. It helps restrain people in the calling that they have. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And And so... In, in terms of having the designated positions, you also talked a little bit about that the priority position is if we only have, say, one person. A priority position is, is at the driveway. But t- thinking that through in whatever facility you're at, what are the priorities and not only position-wise, but top priorities in terms of what you're doing out there. And so we have probably one of the top priorities is getting the literature in their hands. Yeah, It's probably absolutely. true wherever you are. If if you have literature that you're giving an abortion-minded woman, you need to get that literature in your hand. People absolutely. are saved by that literature yeah, alone sometimes. Yeah, 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 people
0: who wouldn't maybe normally engage with you in a one-on-one conversation right. will sometimes take literature. And that literature can speak beyond The abortion center. We've had women. We had Izzy on
1: uh, the podcast
0: a couple of weeks ago, and it was a piece of literature. It was one brochure Mm -hmm. that she got in her hands Mm -hmm. at the driveway Mm -hmm. that ultimately caused her to change her mind, yeah, and even just, I mean, turned her world right side up.
1: It did. It yeah. did. So top priority, the the literature, and you might have other priorities. Our second one is calling out, that we have the priority that every single woman that enters that place, and every time we see her face, really, we're going to be calling out yeah. um, our three main areas, resources, what God has to say in the humanity of the baby, uh, top priority, so yeah. literature and calling out. Um, and then... Uh, we listed in in as we were thinking about the priorities. What would be the third priority? Calling out her as she comes and goes. It's maybe not the first time you've seen her, but every time you see her, you're going to be calling out. Yeah. Um, for our fourth priority is calling out to the friends or yeah. the driver because they still could make a difference. Fifth priority: abortion workers. Sixth priority: priority the um, pro-abortion escorts and advocates. Although we tend not to call out to them yeah. at all. But yeah. so prioritize. Yeah, and
0: this is just so people understand, again, we're not we're not attributing value or less value when right. we're talking about priorities. We're talking about what our focus is, right? Yes. So we're talking about the people that were primarily there that we're gonna prioritize mm-hmm. to reach out to them, either give them literature or to call out to them, because again, you can get distracted. You know, okay. if there's a guy milling around in the parking lot who's likely an abortive dad who brought his girlfriend or his wife there for an abortion, I'm going to try to reach out to them. I'm going to try to call out to him Mm -hmm. and uh, get him to come over and talk to me. But if there's a mom walking into the abortion center, I'm not going to prioritize him and give him my attention. He's been milling around the parking lot for maybe 10, 15 minutes, he'll still be milling around the parking lot after she goes in. So I'm going to take my focus. If I'm engaging with him, let's say I'm the only person out there and I'm engaging with him in a conversation across the parking lot or however the scenario might be, And this is, of course, this has happened several times. If I'm engaging with him and yet a mom is walking in, I see her get out of her car and she's walking into the abortion center. I'm going to put that conversation on hold for a second. It might seem rude to him. I don't care. This is life and death. Yeah. And so I might say, hold on for one second. And then I'm going to address that mom going in and try to get her to come and talk to me um, because I've got my priorities straight in that sense. And she's
1: the one that has the final say. In what's going to happen to that child. She's the one that can call it all off or say, go ahead and have this abortion. And I guess our priorities are the ones in closest to line to making the final decision yeah. of whether that baby lives or dies. Yeah, absolutely. So have our priorities straight. Uh, another good strategy to think about is where, first of all, should you use signs where should the signs be and, and what signs? So yeah. if you're going to use the victim image sign, the abortion image, yeah. the abortion victim sign. Yeah. So we you actually, and where should it be?
0: Yeah, we actually did a podcast we about did. this very subject. So I'll just touch on it just briefly. Uh, we, and again, we did a podcast about graphic images and the use of right. graphic images. And I know there's people that are against that. And, you know, I, I think either way. Before the Lord, as long as you're doing what you do before the Lord, I think it's fine. Yeah. I think there's a problem with graphic images. If you're using them right at the driveway as people are pulling in, I think it can discourage people from stopping and taking information. Um, I do think that you need to look at the scenario, look at what's mm-hmm. going to be most beneficial. We, if we use graphic images, we typically use them away from the driveway, away from the areas of engagement. Right. Uh, but listen, signs are very effective. There's no doubt about it that signs have changed minds. Right, No doubt about it that signs have saved babies' lives. yeah. And uh, whether that's a victim image sign, which, you know, listen, if people have a problem with those, I've seen more babies saved from those signs than any other signs. So babies are saved by those signs. Um, But babies can be saved by a sign of a mom holding a baby. We have some of those uh, with Love Life. That's what we typically use is the signs of moms that have chosen life here at La Trobe holding their baby. I chose life, so can you, one of the signs says. So yeah. um signs, like I often say, can be a sign. A
1: sign, good. And they yeah. and they have to and you can use them strategically and the placement and where you place them can be part of your, your team strategy. Yeah. Uh, we've mentioned this many times before, but it, it it's so basic and so important. Call out the three key areas, humanity of the baby, resources, and God. Yeah. And that's an important part of strategy is figure out how to simplify what you call out yeah. to your volunteers so that they can keep it in their heart and mind and in those 15 precious seconds that they have, use it to the fullest.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And just to this point, in the same way with signs, If we're going to have signs that are displayed and they're going to have messages written on them, they have to be really short and to the point. They can't convey complex theological thoughts. Complex theological thoughts are awesome. That's cool. But on a sign, people are not going to be taking in the information. It's like more is less in this kind of scenario. In the same way in calling out, Mm -hmm. if you're calling out to a mother and you're trying to convey to her some kind of complex thought that she needs to think through, she's already scared. She's already dealing with a bunch of stuff in her heart and her mind. That's why we say the three talking points are are just really a key because it it, it makes it very simple for us as we're calling out. makes it simple for the moms that are listening. If you can stay around those kind of key points, what God says about this, the humanity of the baby and the resources available, you can keep that actually in 10 seconds or less, and you can keep it just some really, Quick points. Your baby's heart is beating. That's the humanity of the baby. God loves your baby and has a plan for your child. That's what God says about this. We have help available to meet whatever needs you have. That's resources. Those are not complex thoughts. Those are just simple, to-the-point thoughts. And as you're thinking through strategy, be thinking through that. Because if right now you're kind of using, and I've heard people in front of abortion centers use kind of like complex thoughts or even, even words that, Maybe people wouldn't even understand, like the word yeah. propitiation. You ever heard that Yes, that word? I have. Yeah, yes. It's a biblical word. It's an awesome <laughs> word, but it's probably not a word I'm going to be using to a mom going into the abortion center. That's for I'm probably sure. not going to say, hey, Jesus Christ <laughs> is a propitiation for your sins if you put your trust in him. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do that because... It's not a. It's it's too complex of a thought, too right. complex of a word. Yeah. So that's just one kind of silly example. Yeah. But we need to be thinking through in our strategy how we can get right to the point with these moms.
1: Exactly, and so and it will be repetitive to you oftentimes what you say. But remember, they're hearing it yeah. for, the, for the first time. So, uh, the progression of the discussion should lead to conviction. And sometimes you have more than 15 seconds. Sometimes we only do have 10 or 15 seconds. But sometimes they'll stop and listen, or they're, they will stand on the porch and listen. Sometimes they'll even approach you. And I think it's important to remember, where do you go in the discussion? And if you don't come to a point where you're convicting them, it is, of course, God and the Holy Spirit that's convicting them, but but what you are saying helps to bring them to a point of conviction, then they may still go in because their heart has not been convicted that what they're about to do is wrong. So it's important to have convicting verses that you know that you can call out. And we actually have some that we have written up, and maybe we could post these with with this podcast, because I think these are just examples. There's thousands of them in the Bible. Yeah,
0: I'd say we could throw it up. In an article on the Sidewalks for Life website, and of course yeah. I'll link that in the show notes right. on, the, uh, on the podcast. Right. But yeah, sure. definitely. Sure, because we out. have
1: these documents all, all set and ready to go, but one of my favorites, Hebrews 10.26, I know I've, I've said this many times before on, on podcasts, but if we go on sinning willfully after receiving the knowledge of the truth there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a terrifying expectation of judgment and the fury of a fire, which will consume the adversaries. That's a convicting verse. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty convicting you, verse. You go in, you willfully, you know the truth, because we just told you the truth. Yeah. And God has told you over and over again in the Bible, and you yeah. go willfully in and disregard the truth. The Bible has yeah. some pretty scary consequences now, that are listed.
0: This is not something that, you're going to be calling out to a mom going into no, the abortion center No, this is where as the as yeah. the
1: discussion progresses, maybe she's come to see you face to face. and um, But but I would call out, and I have sometimes a verse like, well, if if you claim Jesus is your Lord, what do you do with a verse like where Jesus says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? Yeah. That one's a little bit easier and quicker. And yeah, if, if I've got a little bit more time, I will call that out. The point being that there is a point at which it's not enough just to do those quick little statements. Sometimes you want to say something that is really going to lead to heavy conviction in yeah. their in their spirit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and in those conversations, we always say you've got to be led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The Holy Spirit knows far more about these moms, about their situation, uh, about their future. I mean, God knows. We don't have a clue. There are certain truths we can give. But sometimes God will drop things in your heart. Yeah, God will take you in a direction. Maybe you want to take a, a really soft approach and you don't want to you know, come across as condemning or whatever. And certainly we shouldn't. That's not our desire ever. But maybe you want to take a soft approach and the Lord says, no, this person needs they need to hear the cold, hard truth. Or maybe the opposite is true. You yeah. just kind of maybe you at the end of the day you've kind of just been fed up with so many hard hearts going in. Trust me, I've been there and done that. And you just feel like okay, this this mom finally did come over and talk to you, or she finally did stop and talk to you, and you just want to lay in on her heavy. But the Holy Spirit says no. You need, to, you need to handle this one yeah. with kitty gloves. You need yeah. to be led by the Holy Spirit. We need to be walking with the Lord and put on the armor of God so that we're not led by the flesh. We have to be led by the Holy Spirit.
1: Which such a good point and so true. Um, what, what prompted the discussion of, of convicting verses was when one of our missionaries said, you know, mom, stop and talk with me all the time, and we have great conversations. And they keep going in and killing their baby. And we asked her, well, have you ever brought out some of these convicting verses, and she had not. Yeah. And I think some, she said, maybe that was kind of, this is not quite accurate language, but seal the deal kind of with, yeah. with bring them to a point of true conviction. Wow, what I'm about to do really is wrong and disregarding God's clear word. Yeah. So uh, how about not everybody has resources or an ultrasound to offer. Yeah. But if you do offer it. Yeah. Don't absolutely. forget to offer those resources. Yeah. That's
0: one of the things that I kind of want to get right at if right. they stop in the driveway. Now, some of you guys, you're dealing with an abortion center where there's not vehicle traffic, there's foot traffic. Yeah. And so it's a little bit different, but you know, I'm speaking yeah. from the perspective of vehicle traffic coming in, if somebody stops. Mm-hmm. First couple of things I'm going to do is I'm going to say, Hey, are you here for an abortion? Mm-hmm. I'm going to hand them one of the brochures and say, Hey, I have some information for you. Right. And then I'm going to try to get them on that RV. Right yeah. away. We have a free Which ultrasound is where right there. we have the mobile ultrasound yeah, unit, right? absolutely. That yeah. mobile ultrasound unit, I'll point right to it. I'll say, that mobile ultrasound unit over there has free ultrasound, free pregnancy tests. Right. Would you be willing to just to get on board there real quick and right. we can give you a free pregnancy test yeah. ultrasound? Yeah. So I want to get them right to that. That's kind of like one right. of my strategies or one of my, I guess, selling points or yeah. whatever. I'm, I want to sell them the, the fact that they can get a free ultrasound. Again, yeah. we're not selling anything. But we are trying to – we're trying to give a pitch, not a sales pitch, but – ultimately
1: we are uh, we're trying to lead them to a choice for life right and and uh we're blessed by monroe help pregnancy center sends out a mobile ultrasound unit almost every day not every place has that yeah but whatever resources you do have it it's um, don't forget those be sure within the first few seconds that should be one of the the talking points
0: yeah and let's say there's maybe there's not a mobile ultrasound unit there but there is a pregnancy center very close to the abortion center in a lot of cities. We're seeing that more and more as pregnancy centers are locating themselves right near abortion centers. That's awesome. Right. Or maybe it's 10 or 15 minutes away. Either way, I would still offer that as a resource pretty quickly. Right. And you can even make up some some cards mm-hmm. that have directions how to get to the pregnancy the center. Phone
1: number. That's a great idea. I mean, mm-hmm. we've
0: had folks hop in their car and say, follow me. I'll take right. you there. I know some of our New York team, our ladies there. They drive there. them there. Yeah, they right? drive them. They say, yeah. hop, "Hop in the car, and I'll drive awesome. you there." And they'll drive them yeah. there because yeah. they have a lot of foot tra- traffic and have got a lot of people coming in from the trains and and all of that using right. public transportation. Yeah. And so they like hop in the car and they'll take them to the pregnancy center that's twenty minutes down the road. They and have so, time to
1: share the gospel yeah. and whatever as as they're on the on the road. Yeah. So how about this strategy of? how many people should approach we get so excited a mom stops maybe a car stops or a mom comes over to talk so should the whole team descend upon their <laughs> car yeah
0: their i mean uh, that, that's really helpful if we can if somebody does stop everybody's excited and we <laughs> mob the car that's that's the best strategy no it's a terrible <laughs> Not, strategy actually yeah. but it, i'll tell you it is a very strong temptation especially when you've been there for a while it's kind of been a boring day or whatever and some somebody finally stops and finally wants to talk or somebody finally walks over and stops right. to take information the tendency is for everybody to flock to that because there's been no interactions right or finally finally it's like it's like everybody fishing at a pond right, right? It, or, this this does happen everybody's fishing at a pond nobody's catching anything and as soon as somebody catches something Everybody surrounds that person and right, cast their right. their pole in and their, their line in as well
1: right or and, we're restrained enough that we'll just take photographs
0: yeah or, or start um, taking pictures or whatever uh, right
1: right or just watch them with a, yeah. you know with big eyes and none of that is a good idea no, you should not. really it, it should be one person yeah honestly that's that's the best strategy yeah
0: I mean I'll say one person or sometimes we'll call him back up right. especially if I was talking to a mom. And maybe I'd gotten to a particular point in a conversation where I think it would be more appropriate for a woman to be in that conversation. Yeah. I'll motion for you to come over. And that's some of the strategy, too, that you guys can think through is hand motions. Like maybe I know some people use walkie-talkies and they might walkie-talkie through, hey, I have somebody over here. Stop. Yeah. You could probably do that. And yeah. To me, it's a little awkward. Yeah. Um, but I think hand signals. I mean, there's certain hand signals we use. As a mom's walking into the abortion center and we're using the microphone, we have hand signals that indicate whether or not a mom is going in or coming mm-hmm. out of the door, whether it's a dad going in or coming out of the door. And so, right. but even like car side hand signals, we don't have any special hand signal for that. Other but if you, yeah, if you see me going like that right there,
1: <laughs> we then, need help.
0: then you'll know that, that I need help. And yeah. the, the reverse can be true. You know, if I'm talking to a young lady, I might call you over at some point in the conversation. If you're talking to a guy, you might call me over because it's right. more appropriate. I can maybe have more of a man-to-man. You yeah. could have more of woman-to-woman. Yeah. But, yeah, typically, if I'm going good in a conversation with somebody, I don't like when someone comes over. They want to try to come over and Same offer their me. help. I'm like, Same with no, because me. No. it can throw the conversation off completely. It can. And uh, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to lose our train of thought. It's easy right. for my train of thought yeah. to come off the rails. Yeah. I don't want to use my lose my train of thought. And then you don't want to get that person that you're talking to. Is you're engaging in a heart to heart conversation. You don't want them to lose their train of thought in that connection. Because I've yeah. seen situations, and I know you have too, where you're engaging with somebody, and somebody comes up, and they're trying to help. But it ends up derailing the whole conversation, and they drive on into the abortion center. Right. And so we want to make sure we're, in in our strategy, we're talking through that.
1: Yeah, so in general, I think another good part of that strategy is talk it over with team members. I have told team members, I don't want you to approach unless I call you over. I need to have that one-on-one conversation. The, the Holy Spirit is guiding that discussion, and the relationship with someone in crisis, the abortive-minded mom, is a tenuous relationship in who she's going to trust. She, yeah. it, it's enough just getting her to trust that one person. Yeah. So, Well, yeah. also
0: just thinking about approach, too, because mm-hmm. we're talking in particular about somebody that's actually stopped to take information and you're one-on-one. We don't want everybody converging on that vehicle. But even when you're offering literature, whether it's offering literature to vehicles or women who are walking in, if you've got two or three people approaching that person at the same time with literature, holding out the literature for them to take it, they're going to be less likely to take it. Like that's pretty intimidating. Again, she's already scared. Mm -hmm. She's already got chaos and confusion and if you've got two or three people coming and offer you literature, you're going to be really intimidated. It's yeah. it's intimidating, it's like
1: an army coming yeah. against her. It's intimidating
0: yeah. just to have one person come and offer you something that you yeah. don't know as you're walking to your appointment. You know, yeah. Your, yeah. your your medical appointment. So
1: and the same is true down the road. We have a long portion of the sidewalk where there's several of us spaced out and if every one of us steps out into the road as the car is going by offering information that can also be overwhelming so we really kind of request that just the person at the first driveway and the person at the second driveway are the ones that step out in even into the road Um, but it's good it definitely a good strategy to talk that over with your teams to make sure that they understand less is better in in those in those cases yeah Always offer prayer. Yeah. Always offer prayer. I know I'm kind of guilty of forgetting that. Yeah. Prayer is kind of, for me, a last resort. Shouldn't be. I'm, I'm always praying while I'm out there. But in terms of offering prayer to the moms, even sometimes at the beginning, that can decrease barriers. Yeah. If they know, hey, they just want to pray with me. How many people feel like that's a bad
0: thing? Right, yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, that's one of the things, actually, you can call out to the moms as they're mm-hmm. going into the abortion yeah. center. You've kind of giving them everything, three mm-hmm. talking points yeah. and whatever else you're, you're talking to them. But one of the things that I've offered, and I've seen it be effective, I've seen mm-hmm. our sidewalk counselors here offer is, well, just let us pray with you before yeah. you go in there. Yeah. If you're in a lengthy conversation, that's how i always want to end the conversation. Right. If I'm in a lengthy conversation and I just had, um, just the other day, I was talking to a couple. They were walking up to the abortion center. It was obviously a, a young man and a young lady and mm-hmm. mother and father of the child that she was carrying yeah. in, her, in her womb. And, uh, you know, I talked to them. They were very humble and listening to what I was saying, but still pretty resistant to, yeah. to actually choose life. I was pointing them toward the mobile unit saying just up the road is a mobile unit. My wife's a nurse on board today. She'll give mm-hmm. you a free pregnancy test and ultrasound. I'll help you guys. And I mean, they just they were very thankful. They wanted at least to listen. Even one of the pro-abortion ladies came over and said, "You don't have to talk to them." They're like, "We know he's fine. We we can make our own decision it to talk to feels them." So yeah, good and yeah. Not, not because it was we it want was really validating. It, <laughs> but it was really frustrating. Like,
1: leave us alone. You're the people that are, yeah. that are saying
0: mind your own business, and you're yeah. anyway. That's that's a whole other subject. But um, they they just weren't picking up what I was laying down. Yeah, they had yeah. some struggles, and they had some betrayal in the past, and they wouldn't trust yeah. that we would follow through on we we're offering. And I think even if they knew for sure, I think they were still just, anyway, there's a lot of doubt there. And uh, they said, well, we're, we're going to go in. I mean, thank you for sharing with us, but we're going to go in. And what can I do at that point? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I can't grab them around the ankles and say, no, you're not going in. Yeah. And so I said, well, just let me pray with you. Mm-hmm. Let me pray with you before you go in. Mm-hmm. And they said, okay. And so I did. And I'm, I'm praying as we, train our folks. We're not praying with them, actually. We're praying at them. <laughs> I'm praying. We're
1: reiterating yeah. all the things that we may want to make sure that that, that yeah. God is saying I mean, to I'm, them. I'm
0: appealing to the Lord, right? Ultimately, it's exactly. the Lord that's going to change their heart. So I'm right. appealing to God, but I'm saying things like, God, I pray and I get, I'll get their name. I'm not going to say what their names were, but I'll, I'll get their name if they'll give it. If, yeah. if they won't, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but if I can get their name, I want to pray with their name. And so I'll say, Lord Jesus, I pray that so-and-so Will see your love for them, your love for their baby, the provision that you've made for them. I pray that God they'll see that their baby is precious in your sight, and to kill this child will be wrong in your eyes. And I'll be praying like that. I pray that they'll see that every need they have can be met in the provision that you've made for them. And You're I, reminding you know, them also I'm reminding of what you've of said them all then. the things that I've yeah. said. Yeah, and uh, it can be very convicting. Unfortunately, in that situation, they did go on into the abortion center and apparently chose abortion. I'm not well, sure.
1: Well, no. That was the one where all the missionaries were standing there, and and Elijah is standing with us saying... Okay, Daniel's talking to a couple. Don't don't look, and we're all <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: okay. Well, so came, that's when we were doing the sidewalk training. They, they came. Okay.
1: They, so about you were off way down the street then talking, I think, to one of the policemen. Okay, and that couple came out. Wow, they came okay. out. They chose life. They chose life, and that's the other thing as as part of your strategy when when they're as you're strategizing whatever that word strategizing is, <laughs> right yeah um a, a, as a team know that um, it. It ain't over till it's over, yeah. and and those seeds that you have planted, it was perfect. You had done everything that they were a very conflicted couple, and yeah. it was just the right amount of whatever was necessary. Where they did go in, but very shortly later, they came right back out. Wow! And, and See, continued I didn't know walking that. Well, on down I the street. Know that? I don't know. That's you were awesome. you were off talking, uh, having a uh, an important conversation with with one of the policemen at the time, but um. So I'm glad you shared that. Story yeah. in particular because I remember it and it, it ca- caught on two points. I actually texted you, Do you want help? Um, and you never responded. So I figured, Okay, either he's not looking at his phone or he doesn't want help. My tendency was I wanted to run over there, yeah, of sure. course, like you said, but I, I know we should not unless we've been yeah. asked. Yeah. So, and they, they ended up chose, choosing life.
0: Yeah, that's all. Awesome. So
1: that was pretty, pretty wonderful. Which leads to the next point in strategy, and it is strategy. Don't grow weary or give up. Don't give up. It's so easy to think they went in. And so, just like you said, so they must have aborted. No. Sometimes we had someone last week come running out of the abortion center without shoes. In other words, she had been in the stirrups and had changed her mind and was furious. So something had happened in there. She didn't even wait to pick up her shoes. She actually drove away without shoes. She did return and get her shoes. But here's someone who was at that last second and and changed her mind. So you never know. Never give up. Never give up, no matter how angry they are, no matter how many negative signs you've seen. God is a God of miracles. Nothing is impossible with God, and we should never grow weary in doing good, the Bible tells us. Amen. So don't give up. Don't grow weary. Yeah. Another strategy, what should our demeanor be? And what I wrote is approachable, gentle, and kind, but truthful.
0: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. One of the things that I say is the key— to helping a mom choose life Mm -hmm. is to have a one-on-one conversation with her. Really, if you can get into a deep one-on-one conversation, find out what her needs are, show her corresponding resources to meet those needs, that that really is a key to helping her choose life. It is. But the key to having a one-on-one conversation with her is for her to approach you. Yeah. Well, the key to her approaching you is to make yourself approachable. Right. And so if you look in your facial expression and the way that you – carry yourself and mm-hmm. body language and all that. If you look like a deranged lunatic that's just out there mad because abortions are taking place inside of there, yeah. you're not approachable.
1: Or frantic or or, yeah, or just absolutely. Get filled with angst. Even, even that can be yeah, a deterrent it can to be. someone coming and talking so to you. So we want
0: to make ourselves as approachable as possible. Mm-hmm. We we should be in our hearts overcome with grief at what's going on inside of those abortion centers. But what's in our hearts doesn't always have to show on our faces. Yeah. And really, the truth be told, what's in our hearts should be superseded by uh, the Lord Jesus and the truth of who He is in yeah. our hearts, right? Yeah. So even though yeah. terrible atrocities are taking place, even though these precious babies are dying in these abortion centers, we can still be joyful that Jesus Christ is still Lord, that He's still on His throne. And... Uh, he still loves people, and we're still called to reach people for his name's sake.
1: Right. Amen. So that can Amen. help us to
0: make ourselves approachable.
1: So be assured that you have the answer because you do. Yeah. And and that's, again, what's in your heart. Yeah. Your heart is the Lord. Yeah. and And he is the only one that can change what's happening there. And you're probably the only one offering that out, out at, at that last-ditch place. Yeah. So um, utilize team members is is another really important strategy. Utilize your team members. There's Some people don't have a lot of sidewalk team members out there. There are times when we don't. But if you do and you can use them, then do use them. Yeah. For example, you're talking to someone who they've expressed a need for housing and it's a dire need. While you're continuing the discussion with them, that maybe is getting into God, the humanity of the baby, call a team member over and say, can you start calling such and such yeah. housing list? Yeah, That's just one example. Absolutely, There's lots yeah. of times when you can utilize team members. Yeah,
0: one of the things that you can utilize a team member for, and again, we, we talked a little bit about not having a bunch of people in the conversation, but you can right. get into a point of a conversation where you feel comfortable inviting someone else in. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is a friend of mine. I am going to invite her over to help make an appointment for you at the pregnancy center. Sometimes utilizing a team member to do that. Like again, maybe you don't have a mobile ultrasound unit out there. Right. Maybe there's not a pregnancy center nearby and it's 15 minutes away. It's good. If you can call ahead if you have a good relationship and that may be a podcast that we, that we need to do in the future is how to yeah. build a good relationship with your local pregnancy center. Right. Cause that's really important. And that really speaks to the unity of the body working together. Sure. Um, and so calling ahead, Mm -hmm. having a good relationship with them. And then, so when you do call ahead, Hey, I'm so-and-so I'm out here on the sidewalk at the abortion center. I've got a young lady. He wants an appointment. Can we send her over right away? And that just kind of helps her get locked into that appointment, helps her feel secure that you actually have a plan and you use your other team members to do that so that you can continue in the conversation so that you don't lose this mom Ultimately, to thinking she needs to go to that abortion center. Yeah,
1: because you can waste valuable time while yeah. you're on the phone yourself when you should have been still continuing the convicting conver- conversation with that, with that yeah, mom. Absolutely. But um, we, we had a, a situation just this past week where the, the mom stopped and said, well, w- what about rape? I was raped. And we had a team member right there who was a victim of rape. And so she came over to the car then, joined the conversation, and said, well, I was raped. Let me tell you about the joy that is the child that I had. And that, that turned that mom around. So yeah. so utilizing the team members that God has placed for often a very yeah. perfect and specific Yeah, purpose. another
0: situation that comes to mind on that, kind of on that same vein, is a situation where— in, 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 we did a podcast, I'm, I'm referencing a lot of podcasts, done we've a done lot a lot of podcasts that apply to these right, subjects. We did a right. podcast about adoption Yeah, and why and why not to mention adoption, when to mention adoption. Yeah, And there are situations where you get into a real deep conversation and you find that a mom uh, is open to adoption mm-hmm. and you can speak on that. in in that line of thought and be talking to them about the different uh, methods of adoption and the different adoption ministries and services that you can connect them with. But if you've got somebody on your team who has adopted and have gone through that process, utilizing that team member, calling them over there. And we had a situation where uh, Jessica, who actually we did the podcast with a couple of months ago uh, was on the sidewalk and uh, there was a mom at that point where she was considering adoption. She actually had her daughter that she had adopted with her.
1: Jessica did. Jessica team did. member Jessica Absolutely. did. Absolutely. Yeah. And she
0: was able to share with her the adoption story, introduce her to her daughter. And uh, man, that went a long That's way. That's powerful. Yeah.
1: That's so powerful. So utilize teen members. And then the, the final one, and this is one of the most important, rest assured that the Holy Spirit... We'll do the work. Yeah, I had a, a new volunteer today that she was calling out for her very first time today, and I said, just say one sentence, and I'll take over af- after just one thing. And she said the one thing, and then I said, now expand on that. Now say two things. And she said, I'm just so afraid I'll say the wrong thing. We hear that all the time. Yeah. I said, honestly, truly the Holy Spirit will do the work. Even if you say the wrong thing, yeah. you're here in obedience to God. You are fulfilling what He has called you to do. He will equip you. Yeah. Don't fear.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Amen. That kind of brings us back around to trusting the Holy Spirit. Yeah. This is a Holy Spirit-driven work. Anything that we do for the Lord should be Holy Spirit driven. Right. The Bible says that which is of flesh produces flesh. But that which is of the Spirit produces life. Right. And so we want to produce yeah. life. We want to see Jesus glorified. We want his gospel to go forth. We want hearts to be changed, lives to be saved, people to be saved from yeah. their sin. Yeah. Um, and it's not going to come just through. We've given you guys some, some practical strategies and, and some good. tips, and they're, they're good. good. But ultimately, the Holy Spirit reserves the right to supersede all of this. And so you've got to be led by Him. You've got to be walking with Him. We always say to our volunteers and to our sidewalk missionaries, you can't give what you don't have. Mm -hmm. So you need to be walking closely with the Lord. We intentionally pray through and encourage our volunteers and sidewalk missionaries to pray through the whole armor of God, putting on the armor Mm -hmm. of God. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And the Bible says that we can stand when we put on the armor of God. and uh, we can stand against the wiles of the devil. We can stand against even our own flesh that sometimes wants to take over. And, uh, and God will give us wisdom in these situations. So we want to encourage you guys with that. We hope this was a blessing to you guys. Hope that you will share this podcast. Hope that you will leave reviews for us on your podcast. We've shared in the past some of the awesome reviews that we've gotten some, from some of our pro-abortion opposition. Uh, some of those are fun. But we want to hear some some real reviews from you guys. What do you think about the podcast? Reach out to us. You can reach out to me, D. D uh, Dparks at citiesforlife.com, her VC org at citiesforlife.com. As a matter of fact, if we make it easier, we have love life email addresses now. Yeah, those that, are easier. Those are a little easier. So yeah. it's Daniel at lovelife.org vicky at lovelife.org
1: v-i-c-k-y
0: yeah and uh, you can reach out to the, us uh, through those email addresses yeah. as well Yeah. either way we're gonna get the email we've gotten a few emails from people with suggestions on podcast mm-hmm. encouragement from some of the content that we've put out there and we appreciate that so feel free to reach out um, but until next time God bless give me an outlet for love give me